Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Thank you. 
Amen, amen. God bless you, children of God. We greet each of you once again in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, who was, is, and is to come. We thank God for the privilege to wake up and see another day. We thank him for the opportunity to worship him one more time in spirit and in truth. I want to encourage you, child of God, under the sound of my voice, keep in mind that you were created for God, not for the devil. If you and I allow ourselves to be used by the adversary, it is abuse. Anytime the devil is using a person, it is considered abuse. Uh, you know, and one of the things the Lord is bringing to my spirit now, in the United States, there is no such thing as consensual sex with a minor. No matter how you slice it, it's considered what? Rape. It's considered rape. Statutory rape is just rape. You, know, you can be like, oh, she, she, she said it was all right. Rape. Oh, her parents even told me that it'd be all right as long as rape. Uh, well, you know, you know how it is. Sometimes you get a little rape. No matter how you try to slice it, it still comes up rape. So it is when you and I are being used by the adversary. No matter how we try to slice it, God sees it as abuse, misuse, because we were not created. For the adversary, we were not created to do his will, but rather we were created to do the will of our creator. Satan creates nothing. He has not created anything. Therefore, he does not have any rights over anything. Everything he has, whatever the devil has, God chalks it up as stolen goods. He come but for to steal, kill, and destroy. Why he got to steal? Because God said he can't create anything, Robert. Only time a joker can a joker can steal is when a when a when a you know when only time you can steal something is when something is not yours. The reason why God can't steal anything is because that God's everything is mine. I can take what I want, but I don't have I can't steal because everything that exists belongs to me. You can't steal your own stuff. You have to steal somebody else's stuff, and that's what the adversary wants to try to do in your life and in my life, child of God. He wants to try to steal us away from our purpose. Steal us away from our God-ordained purpose, our God-ordained function. I pray it won't be the case in your life or mine in Jesus' name. Uh, for those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know we just finished our most recent title and topic what? Uh, every child of God must know, K-N-O-W, know. A very important word, very important uh, concept. Uh, for you and I to keep us out of trouble, keep us away from the wiles of the devil. It brings us on down to something that the Lord gave us uh, some time ago, and we're going to see. I'm interested to see how the Lord uh, develops this and what he has to say to us. But the question is, who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Now, you know that uh, even in the world sometimes, you know, uh, when when one individual maybe in sports is is being dominated by another individual, they may ask the question, "Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy?" You know, it's a way of of saying, you know, I, I'm I'm dominating you. I got control over you. That's 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 how the world uses it. Well, you know, God uh, is asking the same question, and it deserves consideration, and it deserves to be uh, discerned and, and thought about, and you know. As we look at uh, our deeds, our deeds will let us know who our daddy is. Who is your daddy? We're going to look at capital A in our outline and understand you doing something. Just like I'm doing something. We all are doing something. 
and we're going to take a look at uh, what our deeds have to say. We're going to look at the book of John, chapter 8, verse 41, and let's prepare ourselves to be blessed by the Lord this morning in Jesus' mighty name. John chapter what? 8 and verse 41. Let's see what we have here. From the New International Version, our scripture reads, You are doing the things your own father does. We are not illegitimate children. They protested. The only father we have is God himself. John chapter 8, verse 41. Now, Jesus said, you are doing the things your own father does. They said, we are not illegitimate children. The only father we have is God himself. God said, Robert, somebody's lying here. And let me give you a hint. It's not me. Let us pray. Capital A, you're doing something. Father, in the mighty and the glorious name of Jesus Christ, thank you again, Father, for another beautiful day that you have blessed us to see. We magnify you. We exalt you. We reverence you this day. For this is the day that you have made. We are rejoicing. We are glad in it. Father, we ask that you help us not to take the day for granted. Help us not to take life, health, and strength for granted. Father, we ask that you help us to appreciate these great and awesome things. As so many went uh, to sleep last night, but were not able to see this day. For your reason and for your purpose, you have allowed us to see it. We appreciate you today. We magnify you. We ask, Father, that as we come together and gathered in the name of your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, you bless us today with your wisdom, your knowledge, and your understanding. Speak to us, through us, for and for us, Father, that your people near and far may be fed today with our daily bread. We ask you in what is commonly called the Lord's Prayer to give us this day our daily bread. We are asking you now, Father, give us this day our spiritual bread that we may grow strong in grace in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We trust, Father, that as you are in us, you are with us, you are all around us, that you are going to do this for us in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen and amen. Hope say amen. You and I, we are doing something. We have here, children of God, John chapter 8, verses 31 through 41. We have a conflict. 
but disagreement. You have one group saying one thing, and God says you have another group saying another thing. Now, you know, as I looked at that originally, I just saw the people saying one thing and Jesus saying another thing. But God said, no, Robert, you had one group saying one thing, and you had another group saying another thing. And I'm like, Lord, who is the other group? God said, well, when Jesus is talking, God says the Father and the Holy Spirit are talking too. So it was us versus, say, Apostle, what does that mean to me? You need to understand, child of God, that when you are speaking under the unction of the Holy Spirit, it is not just you. Even those who may be the only one physically that people can see that is talking, when you are speaking under the Holy Spirit or you are saying what God has instructed you to say, God says, I'm speaking with you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Here is Jesus dealing with all these people who did not agree with what he was saying. If they would have taken a vote, Jesus would have lost. If they would have taken a vote, the Jews voted that their father was God that they were doing the deeds of their father. But Jesus said this is not up for the vote. The vote. Jesus, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit told him, you are doing the things your own father does. Now, as we go back here, verse 31 We'll see the roots of the problem that many of the religious leaders, many of the Jews had with Jesus. You understand, every problem, there is a root. Don't, don't keep that in mind. If your car is not working, it's because there's a root. There's something wrong. Maybe your alternator is gone, or maybe spark plug is not. There's something, there's a root. Whatever problem, in the, there's a root to the problem. In the, in the family, there's a root to the problem. In the church, there's always a root. There's a root. You know, as, as believers, we just can't see eye to eye. We just can't get together. And, and, you know, I thank God. You know, I had an opportunity to talk to one great woman of God earlier this morning who had been coming against and wouldn't answer a simple question, wouldn't answer, wouldn't do it until today, kind of rejoice. But they, 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 they were just having problems with uh, acknowledging that the Bible does not command anybody anywhere to give a tithe on money. I said, no, this, I said, you know, it just, just, just doesn't. Now, I had asked them that. We had discussed this matter a number of times. And, but finally, I said, look, let me just ask a plain question. All I want is, does the Bible say anywhere? Because I've had them study and look at some things, because at first they, they won't go for And finally, I said, does the Bible say anywhere that anybody is supposed to give a tithe on money? Does the Bible say? Now, never mind what you did. And finally, they, they just came on and said, no, no, because it doesn't. Right? It doesn't. We can't make the word say. Now, again, if you choose to tithe, if you, that's between you and God. But to say that the word says, say, we can't say the word says something that it does not say. We can't do that. We, we, we can't do that. When we, start, when we start doing that, 
you know, we start adding to or taking away. And in doing that, we bring a, we bring a curse on ourselves. It's better for us to go, you know, it's better for us to go in on and say, look, you know, the Bible may not say that, but God is leading me to do that. Because there'll, there'll be some times like that. There'll be some things the Lord is going to lead you to do, you know, that, 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 that's not a command or a law for everybody. Now, here's the root. Here's the root of the problem that the Jews had. The Bible says, Jesus said to the Jews, Lead to him. See, there's there's the root of the problem that 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 the religious leaders had with Jesus. There were Jews that were starting to believe him. See, as long as nobody was believing, nobody was accepting that what Jesus was talking about. Nobody, ah, that, that. but the Jew folks started believing. Why? Because Jesus kept right on with the truth. See, some of you all understand my voice. You wonder why, Apostle, why you got to be here like this right here every day? Because I got to keep right on with the truth. Because some of you all are starting to believe. Some of you all who have been twisted up with a bunch of nonsensical doctrine, twisted up with a bunch of rules of, of men and customs of men and traditions of men, you messing around and you studying now and you finding out that, that, that some of that stuff is not true. The Bible says that this is the verdict. Light has come into the world. But men love darkness instead of light. What does that mean? Men like lies rather than the truth. Men like unsound doctrine rather than they like sound doctrine. Men like some craziness rather than they like some truth. God said that's the verdict. God said this is the verdict. Light has come into the world. God said, look, I done sent truth. I done sent righteousness. I done sent sound doctrine. I done sent the way supposed to prove. But men love darkness instead of light. Why? Because their deeds were evil. Anyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth, lives by the word, lives by the revelation, comes into the light. So that it may be seen plainly that what he has done has been done through God. But we got to live by the truth. Jews were starting to believe. See, now this is why we can't, we can't point the finger at all Jews and say all Jews was this. Uh-uh. Some Jews believe. What? Some Jews did not. Point the finger at all black people out there, white folk. All black people like watermelon. No, they don't. No, they don't. A lot of us do now. Lord knows I take a piece right now. Somebody goes, but all don't. All you can't point a black folk. You can't point the finger at all white folks. All white folk is this because all white folk ain't the same. All black folk ain't the same. All Jews ain't the same. God said this thing is on an individual what? He says. It's on an individual basis. There were some Jews that believed. There were some Jews that didn't believe. Now, the problem was that many of the Jews that were in power chose not to believe. And that's one of the inherent dangers with democracy. That's one of the inherent dangers. Because once you get, you know, once you get a, 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 a group that's in the majority, they can, in essence, come in and say that right is wrong and wrong is right. Who's to stop them? Because if the majority rules, who, who, who can challenge that? Jews were believing. Jews were seeing the truth in what he was saying. Had been a lot of lies what had been told. But now here come the truth.
And Jesus said, look, your belief is not enough. And I want to let you to know, child of God, your belief is not enough. You say, Pastor, how are you going to say that? I'm going to say it because the Lord is saying it to me, and he, he gave me to give me proof in a minute. Your belief is not enough. Why? Look at what the Bible says. See, Jesus was prophesying right here. A lot of people didn't catch it now. And if you read it too fast, that's why you got to slow down. Slow your roll with the word of God. Slow down. Slow down. Slow down your writing. Some of y'all write too fast. Slow down. You're thinking. You think too Just slow down. Jesus is prophesying right here. Look at what he says. Jews were already believing in him, right? Is that, is that established? Are we together? But then Jesus said, look, if you hold to my teaching, what we just recognize, Jesus recognized that some of you all who believe in right now, you ain't going to hold. That's why when the members of the Pharisees and the Sanhedrin, after Jesus had worked all kind of miracles and done all kind of great things in the community, that's why when they were asked, and Jesus went before Pilate, and the people were asked, what are we going to do with the Christ? Who do you want, Christ or Barabbas? How the religious leaders were able to influence them to holler, give us Barabbas. Then Pilate was like, man, what are we going to do with the Christ? And the religious leaders were able to influence them to holler, crucify. See, you got to hold to the truth. Just You, you believe, uh-huh, but are you going to hold? Lord, don't just help us to believe. Help us to hold. If you hold, Jesus, look, if you don't hold, all, all bets is off. You out there on the sound of my voice talking about you saved, you sanctified, you said what the Holy Ghost, real, real good. But if you don't hold, all bets is off. If I don't hold, all bets is off. Father, help us to hold out. Bible says he that is faithful unto death will receive the crown of life. If you hold, Jesus said, I, I know you believe. I got that. Uh -huh. I know. I know that. Jesus said, I know that. I ain't talking about you believing. Jesus said, I'm talking about you holding. Oh, man, most, most people that get married, they be feeling like, oh, we're going to be married until death do us part. Ain't that what we told the preacher? Yeah. It's, we're going to do yeah. Uh-huh. You believe that, but did you hold? Did you hold? Jesus is talking about holding. Jesus said, look, it's one set of skills that go into believing. It's another set of skills that go into holding. Mm, we about done, children. We're not going to be here all day today. This is not a seminar. If you hold to my teaching. Jesus said, that's the real proof. That's the real proof that you are my disciples. Jesus, man, oh, man, how many times have I, you see individuals like flashes in the pan, flashes in the pan, come in real hot, real heavy, and then be gone just as hot and just as heavy. Jesus said, look, the proof is in your holding. The proof is in your endurance. i never forget one, the Lord is flashing one movie in my spirit, a uh, movie called Hidalgo. I don't know if some of you all have seen it. Movie about uh, this horse race that they basically have out in the middle of the Middle East, where the horses got to go, you know, all the way across this like desert. I don't know if it's hundreds and hundreds of miles horse race. And uh, 
in the beginning, big time race, you know, and the, whoever wins this big time race, they get all kind of riches and all kind of different things. It's a pretty good movie. I kind of like the movie. But I never forget the the beginning of the horse race. And they got people from all over the world bringing their horses to race in this in this particular race. And they got the crowd all out there at the start of the race. And, uh, you know, man, I mean, they got all the, the trumpets blowing and the people cheering and everybody ready. And the horses is up there. I mean, they at the start line. Boy, they ready to get down. They ready to get down. And my mom said, go, man, the horses take off. You know, people just holler, you know, you know, they flying down and thing. And by the time they get out of the view of the people, Every one of the horses, every one of the, the riders on the horses broke their horse down to about a crawl. And the American that had come over there, you know, he didn't understand what was going on because he had just seen everybody like they were the first two or three hundred yards, man. They were flying. They was out of there. But then after the people couldn't see no more, everybody broke their horse down. He said, boss, what's driving that? See, all of that was for the show. But these horse riders, they understood that this is what this race is really about. We got hundreds and hundreds of miles to cross deserts and loud and loud. We got a long way to go in this thing. That that was for the people. That was the people get to see. They we take off like we in the Indianapolis five hundred. But once the people ain't seeing no more and they go home, now what we got to deal with is this desert for weeks and weeks on time. They broke their horses down, children of God. You you would have hardly wondered that they was moving. And I'm like, what in the world was that? They were like, hey, that was for sure. That was for sure. This is the real race. That's the apostle, what you need, and what we're trying to understand, that, that there's a real race to Christianity. There's a real race to Christianity. Oh, man, we see a whole lot of stuff, man, on TV. We see a whole lot of but there's a real race to Christianity. Jesus said that's the holding out part. The believing, uh, I believe, I'm a Christian, I'm saved. Uh, uh, the holding out part, the enduring part, the suffering part. Jesus, then you really, you really my disciples. And then when you get to this place where you can hold to my teachings, God said, I got a reward for you. You will know the truth. So you got to hold out. You got to, you got to, you got to hold out now. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. You say, Apostle, what's God now? First of all, if you don't believe, all bets is off. If you don't hold to the teachings of Christ, all bets is off. If you're not really a disciple, all bets is off. You got to do a whole, you got some stuff to do to get to knowing the truth. You got some, you got, look at these steps that must be taken. You're talking about, well, ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. You done skipped a whole lot of stuff. That's like saying being born grown. Man, I had to go through a whole lot of stages to be, to be a grown man. Man, I was a little bitty baby. I got some pictures. I was showing some people the other day. They're like, la, la, look at you. I was a little baby. Man, I was a little boy one time. Man, I can remember. I can remember. And I was a teenager. I was 12 years old, wearing a size 12 shoe. What kind of foolishness is this? Long head, skinny little arms. I'm just going to, man, I had to go through, see some of y'all out there. See some of y'all, y'all see the finished product. One of the saints in here laughing. You see the finished product. Man, I had to go through a whole lot of little funny looking little stages. 
to get to where I am. You did too. Some of y'all did. You know, uh, you, y'all, I don't get no, I don't get no name. You say, Apostle, what you doing? Man, we got to go through a whole lot of stages to get to the truth, to get to, to get to, to, to a sound walk with God. To get, it ain't not just something that just pop out, just pop off. One of the saints be talking about around here was popping off. It don't just pop off. You got to go through some stuff. And see now, see, see, Jesus says this to people that were believing in him. Well, if he's saying this, that you still got a ways to go even when you believe in me, what in the world do you think is going on with the ones that don't believe in him? Because that's where this, all of this uh, squeaking and squalling come from. He said this to the Jews that believed in him. They didn't say a word. But the ones that didn't believe, they the ones that start coming up with all kind of opposition. You say, Apostle, what you got there? Most times, you don't get opposition from people that are, that are with you. Most times, you don't get opposition from people that believe what you're saying. You get opposition from folk that, <laughs> that don't. <laughs> you guess where you get the rebellion from. Moses won't get in the rebellion from the people that was, that was with him. He won't get in rebellion from Joshua. He won't get in rebellion from, from Caleb. He won't get in rebellion a, a whole lot of time. You know, Aaron, you know, did have his problem one time building that, that big old calf. But for the most part, you know, he did that. These Jews that believed in him, they were like, all right, Jesus, okay, okay. What you got to say? Come on with it. We, you know, we're willing to do what we got to do because we want to do But them Jews that didn't believe, them jokers like, man, they answer. We Abraham's decision, the, uh, descendants. We have never been slaves to anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? See, see. What, what we say? This, the subtopic was: you, you doing something? You doing something? Child of the devil is that they will fight the truth. Just keep that in mind. Proof now. That's one of those clear-cut signs that that boy daddy is the devil. That girl daddy right there, she is a daughter of the devil. They can fight the truth. The children of God don't fight the truth. It's the children of the devil that want to fight the truth. Jesus said, I tell you the truth. Oh, what? Jesus said, I'm telling the truth. Jesus said, look, regardless of what that is you talking about, <laughs> I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> Jesus said, look, regardless of what that your pastor done told you, <laughs> Jesus said, I'm telling you the truth. Jesus said, look, regardless of what that is you believe right there real strong and got, Jesus said, I'm telling you the truth. Verily, verily. Truly, truly. He said, look, I know you got all kind of stuff in your mind. I know some of y'all out there on the sound of my voice got all kind of stuff in your mind. Then the Lord was dealing with me on this. And I was like, okay, Lord, I'm getting this thing. You think about Coach, I'm going to use Coach K for, for a number of reasons. One, uh, he just won the national championship. Number two, you know, my first varsity game as a high school coach, he was there. And even though my team lost, he wrote me a handwritten letter. Handwritten, didn't have a secretary, and I always that always kind of impressed me. He talked about, 
you know, what he saw in my team and how he felt like, you know, if we continued the way we're going, we're going to have a lot of success. And they almost like he prophesied. I ain't saying Coach K a prophet. I don't know. I don't know what his religious uh, beliefs is. But i never forget that. And that, you know, that was kind of like a, a meeting of, a meeting of the minds. I remember when I read that letter because I know he knows, he understands what the game of basketball is. And he discerned, he said, this, this character does too. My team lost. My team lost. He wasn't even there to, to recruit one of my players. He was there to recruit Jerry Stackhouse, who was playing against me. You know, but he, you know, and I, I still say if we'd got a fairly called game, we'd beat Kempston, we'd beat them boys like they stole something. But that's a whole other matter. I ain't going into that. But the point is this, children of God. Basically, what Coach K does, and I just use him as an example. Great coaches are going to do this, in, 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 but I'm using him. He recruits players from all over the world, different colors, different backgrounds, different nations, different kindreds, different tongues. Brings them together from all of these various, various backgrounds, various, various life experiences and brings them into a oneness of system. Man, I know you're from Lithuania, New York. I know you grew up, you know, in California. I know you're from Louisiana. Ah, all that right there. This is the system. And it works for the most part. And one, you know, more national championships than most any other coach. It works. I, even though you're coming from different places, different experiences, different backgrounds, single-parent household, uh, two-parent household, you, you were in poverty. Your parents were pretty rich. You're like, yeah, 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 yeah. This is the system, and this works. You said, Pastor, what you driving? God began dealing with me and parabolizing with me. That in Christianity is. God is bringing us from all kind of different backgrounds, hmm? all kind of different nationalities, all kind of kindreds, tongues, all kind of different genders, all kind of different life experiences, and he's bringing us into a system that works. Hallelujah. We're about done now, children of God. So you say, Apostle, what you're trying to get me to understand? You are on Team Jesus. <laughs> I am on Team Jesus. People be talking about, you know, Laker Nation or 49er Nation. We own Jesus Nation. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Now, we're getting ready to close this thing out. Because in order for Coach K's system to work, he got to bring in people willing to submit whatever they was doing in high school, whatever they may have been doing over here, whatever they may have been doing on the playground over there, whatever that, and they got to buy into. All right, one of the things is saying he do the same thing. He'd take professional athletes and get them. You got characters that wouldn't play a lick of defense on their team in the United States or in the NBA, come to Coach K, and all of a sudden they defensive stoppers. Can you imagine? But can you imagine? What they making millions and millions of dollars to do, they refuse to do with the NBA team, but they come to Coach K and buy into the system. You and I got to do the same. You can't come to the system of God trying to tell God how you was doing things in the world. He don't want to hear that. Only thing he wants to see you do is change. Only thing he wants to see me do is change. Work the system. The kingdom of God is a system. 
Deacon Richard and I talked some time ago, you know, one of the things Deacon was saying to me, Deacon said, Coach, uh, Deacon said, uh, Apostle, you know, I want to be coachable. I want to be coachable. And we just kind of laughed about that. Because if you can, however great a player you are, if you're not coachable, then, you know, a lot of times you can't even make the team. I've seen characters. I had a, a good friend of mine, you know, great talent. Coach cut him so far from the high school team, it wasn't even funny. And I know why now. I understand after watching him for about 35 years, you're not coachable, son. <laughs> you see, I don't want to say too much. He might be watching. I might get a phone call. He'd be like, man, why you got to bring me out like that? I'm like, I ain't call your name out. You, but everybody know. All right. You got to be coachable. We got to be coachable. means we got to be teachable. One of the things that you got to be pliable. Look at why Jesus got problems here with the Jews. They don't want to be pliable. They want to still keep holding to their thinking, their set of belief, their set of – and Jesus said, look, i got to hold this a whole new thing you got to get with. Don't – hey, listen, child of God or whatever you is, I don't understand my boy. Don't just have it because you don't want to leave a system that God is trying to get you to leave and bring you into his system. The Pharisees, they didn't want to leave their system and come into God's. The Sanhedrin, they didn't want to leave their system and come into God. The Zealots, the Essenes, they didn't want to come into some of you all. You don't want to come out, you don't want to come out of your system. We go to church on Sunday, and we got Bible study on Wednesday. Ain't nobody saying nothing wrong with that. But think about this. If you got a problem with hearing God's word and worshiping God every day now, heaven will be a most miserable place for you. Just, just, uh, just food for thought. Just food for thought. You don't like hearing God's word every day. Why in the world do you want to go to heaven? other than that you don't want to go to hell. Because that's all it's going to be in, in, in heaven is God's word. What do you think people going to be up there shooting dice and, 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 and smoking cigars? No, that's not what heaven is going to be. God's word, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, every provoke sharing, and, and everything, everybody, all the... So we got to learn the skills here in this life of being together with one another. You don't think you're going to be up there in heaven somewhere and you're going to be going off on your own somewhere. Man, all this praising God stuff, let me go over here. I'm going out in the woods. I'm going, no, you ain't. No, you ain't. We got to learn how to come together, children of God, and be together right now. You're doing something. You're doing something. We're all doing something. The question is, whose deeds are we doing? Whose something are we doing? Hmm? One of the saints said, who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Jesus said, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. In other words, Jesus said, look, you can't do this thing without me. He whom the son sets free is free. You've got to have the son to set you free. I don't know what you're into out there. I don't know what got you bound up and hemmed up and tied up, but I'm here to let you know that the son can set you free and will set you free. He whom the Son sets free. You can't do it without Jesus. Ah, Apostle, I'm going to stop uh, smoking this crack. 
on my own, then I'll get saved. No, you won't. Oh, Paul, I'm going to stop shooting this uh, heroin in my veins. Then I'm going to get myself. And get, no, you won't. Whom the Son sets free will be free indeed. You can't, even if you stop smoking crack, even if you stop uh, shooting cone in your, in your arm, even if you, that's, what, that's another name for heroin, they call it the cone. <laughs> hey, listen, even if you do, I, one thing you won't do is you won't get saved without Jesus. You still end up busting hell wide open. You need Jesus. I need Jesus. We need Jesus. I might make a song. You need Jesus. I need Jesus. We need Jesus. So that you're free, you'll be free indeed. Jesus, I know you're Abraham's descendants, yet you're ready to kill me because you have no room for my word. See, see, uh, God said, Robert, deal with that for a minute because God said a lot of them still don't have no room for my word. You don't have time to study because you're too busy with your TV. Oh, you don't have no time to study. You're too much busy with your homework. Oh, you don't have no time to study. You're too busy at the gym. You're too busy on social media. You don't have time. You don't have time. I, I encourage you. You better make some time. Jesus said, your problem is you have no room for my word. You better make some time from God's word. Okay, cause, and not just because husband say so or wife say so or daddy say so or son say so. You better make some time for God's word. It's your soul. Be a terrible thing for your children end up in hell. Terrible thing. But uh, tell you what, you know, child of God, once you get to heaven and God finished renewing your mind, you won't even remember them jokers. Because some of us would never get over if our children went to hell. Some of us would never get over if our wife or our husband went to hell. Or some of us would never get over if our mother or father went to hell. But I, God said, I'm going to renew all things. I'm going to make everything new. You ain't going to remember them jokers. You ain't going to be up here asking me for a thousand years. I come present my son in hell. God said, uh-uh. I'm going to fix it up. You ain't going to remember them little jokers. You better make some room for God's word. You better make some room for God's word. Daddy can't save you. Mommy can't save you. Son, daughter can't save you. You better better make some room. You better see a need to get yourself connected to God real, real strong. You better see it. We about done, children of God. Make room. Make room. God said make room for my word. God said I'm talking to my people now. Never mind my apostle. Never mind. Never get in my. You better make room for my word. I'm telling you, God, Jesus said, I'm telling you what I, what I have saw this presence. And you do what you've heard from your father. Jesus said, that, that's, the, that's, the, that's what's going on. I'm doing what I've seen my father do. You're doing what you've seen your father do. Who's your daddy? Now, Jesus said, I ain't told you just yet who your daddy is. But I'm telling you, you're doing what your daddy do. Jesus said, look, I know your daddy. He said, and your characteristics, your daddy's characteristics is all over you. Oh, man, a lot of times, you know, I, you know, I was looking at a friend of mine's son. A friend of mine's son is one of the top high school players. In fact, he's going to play for Coach K at Duke next year. And I was watching him on uh, an interview they did. You'll hear about him next year, many of you that follow college basketball. You'll hear about him because they had a video of him on YouTube. The Joker jumped over the top of the backboard. The video went viral. He took off and jumped 
and they, they had him on the thing over the top of it. I'm like, what is this? Now, I, his father, you know, 35 years ago, his father could jump real crazy. His father was about my height, but this kid is like 6'8". And the mother, she was in class with me. She was a little sophomore when, when I was a senior in high school. Real quiet girl, real, real pretty girl, real, real long and skinny. Real, real long and skinny. And I'm looking at the son on the interview, and I'm seeing the father, you know, because he's got his father's shoulders. Cause he and I played ball for years. He's built like his father up in the shoulder, and they got him on weights there at Duke and everything. And I'm, and I'm looking in his face. He's got the complexion of his mother and the bone shot. I'm like, look at this here. This ain't a combination of such and such and such and such. There's never been one. In other words, I was seeing the attributes, physical. I'm in the physical now. I'm seeing the attributes of the father, and I'm seeing the attributes of the mother. Jesus, look, I'm seeing the attributes of your father. Now, Jesus, look, they hollered, Abraham is our father. Jesus said, if Abraham, if you were Abraham's children, Jesus, look, I'm talking spiritual. You're talking physical. And unless you, watch this now, unless you get a proper understanding of the spiritual, you'll never have a proper understanding of the physical. If you don't understand what's really going on in spiritual realms, you'll be blind to what's going on in physical realms. Jesus is talking spiritual. He said, if you Abraham, if you were Abraham's spiritual children, and you do the things as it is, you are determined to kill me, a man who told you the truth that I heard from God. Jesus said, look, Abraham didn't do such things. You are doing the things your own father did. Now, Jesus, look, I still ain't told you who your daddy is. What, what, what we say the topic is? Who's your dad? Jesus said, look, I said, that. <laughs> <laughs> One of the saints said, I don't let out enough innuendos and left clues. Jesus said, I still ain't told you. Jesus said, I still ain't just bust right out yet and tell you who your daddy is. I'm just, Jesus, look, I'm just, I'm showing you the difference between what people do whose daddy is God and what people do whose daddy is not. I ain't saying who Jesus, I ain't saying just yet who your daddy is. No, I know, you know, husband and wife, you know, husband, I don't know, you know. But I said, don't go too far. Like this, you know, if you're growing up thinking that, you know, a certain person is your daddy, then somebody come in and say, well, you know, let me show you a picture of this guy right here. You look at the picture of this guy right here and look at the picture of your daddy and you see the guy than you do of your daddy in you. Some questions need to be asked. That's all I'm going to say. Some questions need to be asked. You say, Apostle, what you got, man? Jesus, look, I got a picture of 
God. And I got another picture of another guy. And this is how the other guy operates. This is how the other guy works. Now, look at yourself and look at these two pictures. You tell me which one <laughs> you look more like. Jesus said, you, you're trying to kill me? Who that look like? I got God over here and I got this, this other guy. Jesus said, you, you don't want to listen to what? I'm telling you, Jesus, I got him a picture of this other guy. Jesus, who who do you look like? Who do you look like? Which one? You, you tell me which one. Because later on, Jesus, I'm going to let you know exactly which one really is your daddy, in case you still ain't got it. We are not illegitimate children, they protested. The only father we have is God himself, so you say. So you say, you know, children of God, the beautiful thing about this thing called Christianity and the scary thing of this thing called Christianity is it doesn't boil down to what we say. Doesn't boil down to what we say. Because according to these Jews, they, their father, was God. But according to Jesus, going down at verse 44, and we're going to close out, you belong to your father, the devil. You want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language. For he is a liar and the father of all lies. Jesus, look, irregardless of what goes, irregardless of how you have justified and fixed up in your mind, who you say your daddy is and who God say your daddy is, is two different things. You know how Maury Povich show, folks being there, you know, woman being there, you know, he, Johnny, is the daddy. He was the only one I was with. I ain't been with nobody else. And Johnny come out. They bring Johnny out. Johnny come out. Be like, everybody be booming. Boo, boo. Johnny be like, look, I ain't been with that girl. I was, I was with that girl, but she was with a whole lot of other people. And she be like, you just wanted to try to, this, you look at the pictures. He looked just like you. And a whole other pictures. And you can't tell whether it looked like Johnny be like, it ain't, I'm telling you, it ain't mine. Everybody be like, yeah, yeah, it is. And more people say, are you all ready for the results? She'd be crying. You're going to look real bad because everybody know that you're the daddy. And he'd be like, I ain't the daddy. Everybody booing the guy. And then then Jamora would be like, in the case of Johnny and Susie, it's whether or not Johnny is the father of little Johnny. Uh, Johnny, you are. Not the father in this Susie all shame and run out of thing. <laughs> well, what happened there? What what exactly happened? You know, you thought that that was the daddy, but the test showed something different. I encourage you under the sound of my voice, regardless of what you think and who you think your daddy is. Because the average person ain't going to think their daddy is the devil now. Come on now. Who you, who you going to ask and be like, who's your daddy? And they just bust right out. Well, my daddy is the devil. Who's yours? People not going to. But God said there's some tests. 
How do you respond to the truth of God? How do you respond to the, the word of God, the spirit of God, the things? How do you respond? How do you respond? It's a test. Maury Povich said, look, we got a test here to let you know exactly who the daddy is. Jesus said, look, you know, my teachings is a test. The teachings of Christ, the teachings of God is a test. To the Jews who believe in him, if you hold to my teaching, it's a test. How do you respond to the words of God? Jesus told us, look, you've got no room for my word. That's one of the tests you done failed. You don't hold to my teachings. That's a test that you done failed. You don't want to believe the truth. That's a test that you done failed. All kind of tests that you done fail up here now. Ain't no need of, ain't no need of Susie keep right on saying that Johnny is the daddy and, and Maury and them done done the test. Look at yourself. How do you respond to, how do you respond to the Lord tell you, the Lord tell you something? Jesus said, told him, treat in him. How do you respond to, when it comes down to the, to the, the, the truth? The truth, the truth of God. Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Because it's one or the other, all of us. Now, the beautiful thing, too, you know, is that if the devil is your daddy, you've got the power right now. Ain't daddies. Praise God. You can't do that in the natural, you know. You can't just, you know, who your daddy is in the natural. That's just who your daddy is, good, bad, right, or wrong. Papa may have been a rolling stone. Wherever he lay his hat may have been his home. You can get adopted if you want to, but your daddy is your daddy. Well, in the spiritual, you can change daddies. And if you're out there under the sound of my voice and Jesus Christ, God the Father is not your daddy, I encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you, Heavenly Father, raised him from the dead. You have told us in your word that if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart the Lord Jesus and that God has raised him from the dead, you have promised us that we will be saved. Father, I repent right now of all of my sins, past, present, and future. I ask, Father, that you will uh, place your spirit within me, make me into a new creature. Bring me into the family of God, that I might live for you, and that I might be with you forever. I trust that you have done this for me. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you, my brothers and my sisters. We pray that this word has been a blessing to you and uh, that God will continue to be a blessing in each of our lives as we uh, study to show ourselves approved unto him and as we do like the Berean Christians. We receive the word of God with eagerness and we search the scriptures every day to see if the things that God, that uh, the apostles and, and, and that the word of God says are true. Uh, may the Lord continue to bless you and heaven smile on you in Jesus' name. Amen. Since you can reach us through email at thechristiansarinchurch at gmail.com check out our website at www.com backslash member, backslash T, backslash TCCC. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe, Spreecast, YouTube, and iTunes at 9 7 p.m. daily. On TalkShoe, call 724-4.
and try D17959. Let's recast type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Christian Center Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our talk show homepage. God bless you in heaven, smile you in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.